During the 5th century, one name struck fear into the hearts of almost every European, Attila, leader of the Huns. For a period of almost 20 years, Attila ravaged Europe, conquering various tribes and causing one of the largest migrations ever to be seen on the continent. Then, quite suddenly and unexpectedly, the conquests of Attila stopped and the Huns were no longer a major power. Learn more about Attila the Hun and how he changed the course of European history on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. We like to think of Europe and Asia as being separate continents. But in reality, if you take a cursory look at a map, you can see that it's actually one giant landmass. While places like China and Italy may have been very far apart from each other and had little contact, the lands in the middle never made any distinction between Asia and Europe. This was the realm of the Eurasian steppe and the nomadic people who lived there. The steppe was a very large swath of land that extended all the way from northern China to eastern Europe. One of the nomadic groups from this region in the 4th century were the Huns. Little is known about the early history of the Huns. We know that the group originated somewhere in Central Asia and then began a western migration towards Europe, which lasted the better part of a century. Current theories hold that the Huns were a mix of Mongol, Turkic, and Urgic peoples, and that their language was in all likelihood a Turkic language. Around the year 370, the Huns were reported to be living around the Volga River in modern-day Russia, and from there they continued to move west. The Huns, like many nomadic people from Central Asia, had mastered the art of horseback riding and, in particular, mounted archery. It was a form of warfare that was almost unknown in Europe. The subject of this episode, Attila, was probably born sometime around 395 to 406, somewhere in Eastern Europe, north of the Danube River. It's probable that his given name was, in fact, not Attila. Attila was believed to have been a Germanic name with which he was referred to. In the Gothic language, Atta means father, and Leo was a suffix that was a diminutive. So Attila meant little father in Gothic. 
That being said, it could very well be the case that the name was simply a Germanized form of whatever his real name was, which may have sounded similar. And it's also possible that it was a regal name given to him when he became the leader of the Huns. Attila's father was named Munzuk, who was the brother of the Hunnic kings Akhtar and Rugga, who jointly ruled the Huns. The period where Attila grew up was one of great change in Europe, mostly caused by the Huns themselves. The Huns conquered many people north of the Danube, which resulted in mass migrations of Germanic people into Roman territories. The story really begins in the year 434, with the death of Attila's uncle, King Ruga, who with the previous passing of his brother was the sole leader of the Huns. The new rulers of the Huns were now Attila and his older brother, Bleda. Attila and Bleda put in place a policy to consolidate power and to expand the Hunnic Empire. This largely meant clashing with the Eastern Roman Empire in the Balkans. The Hunnic Empire at this time was centered in the region north of the Danube River, just outside the borders of the Roman Empire in what is today modern-day Romania and Hungary. The Huns had been clashing with the Romans for years, but Attila and Bleda stepped up the campaign. One year after coming to power in 435, the Huns and Romans signed the Treaty of Margus, named after the ancient city located in modern-day Serbia. The treaty stipulated that the Romans double their annual tribute to the Huns from 350 to 700 pounds of gold. The Romans also agreed not to enter any alliances with enemies of the Huns and to return any refugees from their lands. This peace treaty worked for a couple of years. The Huns turned their attention east and attempted to conquer the Sassanid Empire in Iran. This ultimately failed, so they turned their attention back to the Romans around the year 440. While the Huns were focusing once again on Rome, over in the western half of the empire, a Germanic people known as the Vandals were running wild. After the Treaty of Margus, the Romans redeployed several legions from the Danube frontier to Sicily to deal with the Vandals, leaving the border with the Huns exposed. The Huns accused the Romans of breaking the treaty, claiming that they hadn't returned all of their refugees, a claim for which they had absolutely no proof. The eastern emperor, Theodosius, seemed not to actually believe that the Huns would violate the treaty and attack as they had been delivering their gold payments on time. However, in 441, the Huns invaded the Balkans. The Romans had hired Hunnic mercenaries for decades. During that time, the Huns had learned the secrets of Roman siege warfare and now used these same techniques against the Romans. In 442, Theodosius recalled his troops from Sicily to deal with the Hunnic threat, but in 443, the Huns began moving towards Constantinople, slowly destroying every town it encountered along the way. They were only stopped by the walls of Constantinople. Eventually, Theodosius realized that he couldn't win and agreed to a new treaty, this time requiring the Romans to pay triple what they did under the Treaty of Margus, 2,100 pounds of gold annually. And this, again, temporarily got the Huns to retreat. However, in 445, there was a major change in the leadership of the Huns. Attila's co-ruler and older brother, Bleda, died. His death was under mysterious circumstances, and there are some who say that Attila murdered him. Either way, Attila was now the sole ruler of the Huns. It was as the sole ruler that the legend of Attila began to grow. Attila began to up his attacks on the Eastern Roman Empire in the Balkans. He attacked city after city, plundering everything he found, and took the survivors as slaves. In the year 450, he intended to attack the Visigoths, this time with the Western Roman Emperor Valentinian III as his ally. However, something odd happened. The sister of Valentinian III was a woman named Honiara. She was betrothed to a Roman senator whom she did not want to marry. In desperation, she sent a letter to Attila to ask for his help in the matter, 
and as a good faith gesture, she sent her engagement ring along with the message. Attila, who was highly intelligent but illiterate, took this as a marriage proposal and demanded half of the Western Roman Empire as his dowry. Valentinian tried to explain that this was all a big mistake, but Attila would have none of it, and used it as a pretense to invade the Western Roman Empire. In 451, Attila embarked on an invasion of Gaul, or modern-day France. His army was a collection of allies and conquered people, which were estimated to be between 200 to 500,000 men. After a series of victories, Attila met the combined Roman-Visigoth army at the Battle of the Catalonian Plains. The Romans were led by one of its last great generals, Aetus. Aetus had actually grown up with the Huns as a hostage. He knew their language, culture, and their fighting techniques. The Romans and the Visigoths won, with the Visigoth ruler King Theodoric dying in battle. But despite having a victory on the field, Aetus refused to pursue Attila because he feared the Visigoths just as much as he did the Huns. In 452, Attila entered Italy to pursue his marriage claims with Honiara. Aetus, his forces having been greatly diminished after the Catalonian plains, only had enough men to slow and harass Attila, fighting using a Fabian strategy. While in northern Italy in 452, Attila was met by several envoys sent by the emperor, including Pope Leo I. Pope Leo somehow managed to convince Attila to pack up and leave Italy. According to legend, it was because Attila was so impressed by Leo, and others said it was because angels descended from heaven to help Leo out. In reality, it was probably one of several things. The first was the superstition that Attila would suffer the same fate as the Visigoth king Alaric, who sacked Rome 40 years earlier and died soon after. Another reason may have been that there was a drought that affected Italy the year before. Foodstuffs were in low supply, which meant that it would have been difficult for Attila to support his army as it marched to Rome. The final reason, and probably the biggest, was that the Huns were losing ground in the east while Attila was away. Theodosius II had died and was replaced by the Emperor Martian. Martian stopped tribute payments and was starting to fight back. Without the leadership of Attila, the Huns began losing ground. Attila, in all likelihood, left Italy because he planned to go back to Constantinople to demand his tribute. However, something happened along the way. In early 453, Attila was supposedly attending a feast celebrating his marriage to his latest wife, Ildico, a woman of Gothic origin. And later that evening, Attila died. How he died isn't exactly clear. One account is that after a night of heavy drinking and eating, he retired to his tent, where he was found dead the next morning. One theory is that he suffered from a severe nosebleed and choked in his own blood. Another is that he had some sort of embolism. Yet another says his new bride assassinated him while he was sleeping. Either way, Attila the Hun, the man who was dubbed the Scourge of God, was very suddenly dead. He was in his late 40s or early 50s. No one knows where he was buried. According to legend, a river was diverted. He was buried in the riverbed in a casket of gold, silver, and iron, and then the water was allowed to flow over the grave. The servants who buried him were then killed, so no one would ever know the location of Attila's burial site. The empire fell to his three sons, Elak, Dengizich, and Ernak. The three of them fought amongst themselves, and none of them was their father. The Romans and Germanic tribes took advantage of the chaos in the Hunnic leadership. And within 16 years, the entire Hunnic empire was gone. The legacy of Attila and the Huns lived on long after the Huns were gone. The terror that they inflicted across Europe has been passed down to the present day. The name Attila still conveys both fear and respect. 
In Hungary, Attila is considered a national hero, and the name Attila is still used as a first name for boys. Kaiser Wilhelm II gave a speech in the year 1900 where he praised the military acumen of Attila, and this resulted in the Germans being called Huns as a pejorative during the First World War. Perhaps oddest of all, before embarking on a solo career, Billy Joel was a member of a hard rock band called Attila. They released a single album of the same name, which one music reviewer said, quote, Attila is undoubtedly the worst album released in the history of rock and roll. Attila was undoubtedly one of the greatest military leaders of his era. The extent of his conquest was unrivaled even by the Romans, who took centuries to do what he did in just two decades. In fact, when it came to conquests north of the Danube in the Germanic regions, the Romans never were able to equal his achievements. And that is why, almost 1,600 years later, people still know the name of Attila the Hun. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener Tom McCow over on Podcast Republic. He writes, This must be the first review from the African Savannah. I've been a daily listener of the podcast from Nairobi, Kenya. The episodes are informative, and I make it more exciting by starting to listen without reading the day's topic. Try it. Thanks, Tom. I am very pleased to say that you have unlocked the Kenya badge. We will instantly begin looking for locations to open the Nairobi chapter of the Completionist Club. Tusker beer will be served on tap, and in the restaurant we will be serving Yamachoma and Ugali for dinner. Remember, if you leave a review or send me a boostagram, you too can have it read right on the show.